Yo, what's good, YouTube? Welcome back to the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. And I'm Blue. And welcome back to episode seven, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to, uh, to obviously episode seven and all the previous episodes. First things first, um, thank everybody. You know, thanks everybody for getting us to 100 subscribers. It's a huge accomplishment uh, for us. We're really proud, really happy. Um, obviously, it's only up from here. But I'm really thankful for everyone who's subscribed so far and watching all the videos and uh, supporting us on the journey. You know, ultimately, we'll, we'll see where this road takes us, but taking it one step at a time. But I'm just really appreciative for everyone getting us to 100 subscribers. Yep. I wanted to say I'm appreciative, appreciative as well. And, um, yeah, we worked hard on this journey to get to 100, and we're only going up from here. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it's only going to get better from here with the content, um, the exclusive interviews, and everything we got coming. We just got a lot of st uh, stuff coming. So just stay tuned for that. It's only going to be better, bigger and better from here. So if you're tuned in now, you're, you're here before uh, the blow. You know what I mean? Of course. But uh, with all that being said, um, let's just get straight into it. You know, without further ado. Let's shoot it straight. Yeah, without further ado, uh, we'll start kicking it straight off with the NBA. Obviously, we had the NBA Finals conclude a little bit ago now, but this is the first chance we give. Hey, we have gotten to talk about it. So obviously uh, the Warriors overtaking the Celtics, being them for four games to two. Uh, what are your initial? What were your initial thoughts on uh, on that? Obviously you predicted it. Yeah, I knew the Warriors are gonna get the dub. For sure, yeah, man. It's just people are saying now that Steph Curry's a top ten player in the game, one of the all time best. It's debatable. Yeah, I think he might be up there. What do yeah. you think? No, I, I think that Curry uh, is up there in the top 10, but I don't know if he's entered my top 10 quite yet. I think he's hanging right around there, but I don't know if he's going to overtake any of the guys around there at the 10 spot. I got him chilling right there on, on 11 now. You know, obviously it is impressive for him to lead the Warriors to the finals, um, not only winning the finals in the end, but winning the finals MVP for the first time, which was honestly one of the biggest stains on his legacy as a point guard. As a, as a player in general, because without that Finals MVP, people will, were always going to be able to say Iguodala carried or Draymond carried or Clay or, or you know any of any or KD obviously was the biggest one who kind of carried you know but now cementing himself with this Finals MVP, you know ultimately he's got to be he's up there and he's overtaken a few others to become the second best point guard of all time. Yeah, for sure. He's sliding in right behind Magic Johnson now for me the number two point guard of all time. But I don't think he really has a chance of overtaking Magic Johnson and getting to number one. I think Curry's kind of reached his peak for, in terms of where he's going to end up on the top list. You know, what I mean, he might be able to break into the top ten if he breaks some more records and maybe gets one more championship, depending on how this goes later on in his career. But ultimately, like I see him chilling right here around eleven because if you look at the guys he has to overtake, you can't say Curry is going to be better than. You know, a Kobe who's going to be lurking around there, you know, maybe in the seven to eight range. Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon. Can you really say Curry is better than these guys? I don't know. You know, it's obviously it's a, a debate, and it's up for personal opinion, but I don't know. It's a huge debate. For sure. But he, for you, is he slotting into your top ten? No, not yet. Like you said, there's just too many players, and there's just those players in the top ten list, it's hard to replace them with Curry at this very moment. But you but think if he wins another championship, it's possible. And do you think the Warriors obviously built obviously building off of this championship that they just won? 
I think they can win another. Do you think you think they can? Yeah, for sure. Do you think maybe even next year can you think they have a chance of going back to back? Yeah. You think they have a chance? Most definitely. We'll see obviously what they do in free agency, but obviously there's a lot of movement potentially. We'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But you really think that this Warriors team, if they can keep this core together, they can contend for years to come, potentially maybe even keep this dynasty going, win more championships. Yeah, for sure. And then that would probably put them in the top 10 spot. So, yeah, and at that point, if Curry wins, if, you know, if, you're, if, if it goes how you say in it, Curry could even win five or six championships. You know, if he gets up there in that range, you got to be in contention with Magic, the number one spot, all-time point guard. Yep. We'll see, obviously, how that plays out. Obviously, on the other hand of the spectrum, I mean, obviously, you got Boston. I don't know. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on where do, you, where do you think they go from here? You know, obviously, still building on Jason Tatum, still building on Jalen Brown, and they still got a good young core, and they got a good head coach. But where do you think they go from here? They just have some work to do. Jason Tatum has to put in the work. Marcus Smart has to put in the work. Just got to stop making dumb plays. You know, yeah, ultimately, and I feel like I've said this many, many times before, and I know you've heard me say it before, that a lot of the times the Celtics, they just kill themselves. Yep. And I've, I feel like I've said it before even on this podcast, where a lot of the times Marcus Smart or any, any of them, they'll just have a few too many costly turnovers in critical moments. And that's ultimately what is costing them these games. And they were able to make it to the finals for the first time with this core, which is impressive. Ultimately, the Warriors' experience took them over the edge. But ultimately, now I feel like that the Celtics have gotten that f- taste of the finals. I feel like they'll be able to build on this and potentially contend for years to come. For sure. But ultimately, that all depends on free agency and everything like that. And obviously, one of the biggest free agency news that is just now starting to bubble up is Kyrie Irving potentially being on the move this summer. We don't know any. Uh, we don't know exactly where uh, Woj was tweeting about it today, and he was saying how he has a list of teams, including the Knicks, the Lakers, the Heat. Uh, I think the, maybe the Raptors were on there, 76ers. There's a whole bunch of teams, but pretty much all pretty good teams. Ultimately, I feel like they're saying the the, the Lakers, the, the main teams in contention for Kyrie right now are the Lakers and the Knicks, and I think the Heat are in there. But it's probably I would say the main contenders are the Lakers, and they're saying the Knicks. But let's be real. He ain't going to the Knicks over the Lakers, and he's got to stay. I think where he's going, he's not going to the Knicks over the Lakers. So, if realistically, Ky- if Kyrie Irving goes to Los Angeles, Lakers, they're definitely gonna get a dub. They might, they might get a championship for sure. Look at you think, well, you you can't say like you got to say definitively. Are the Lakers gonna win a championship if they get Kyrie Irving? It's hard to say if they're gonna beat Steph, and where's KD gonna go? We'll get into that, but just look, with Kyrie on the move, you, basically you're adding, basically you're taking away Westbrook and you're adding Kyrie. Does that get the Lakers over the hump? Can, will that put him in the in contention for a championship? It's dependent on Anthony Davis' performance and his health. Exactly. But even even if it was just LeBron and Kyrie, they're still contend. But obviously, if AD is in there, then if he's healthy, that's what's going to take it over the top. That's like, what I'm easy thinking. championship contender. Like, I don't know who's stopping that trio right there. I mean, that's. I know there's been a lot of great trios, and obviously LeBron has been in a, in a couple great trios himself. But that trio right there on paper, that might be one of the best that we've ever seen. For sure. LeBron, Kyrie, and AD all teaming up. You know, if they can get that all to work out, honestly, we're looking at a potential, like a potential dynasty, I think, with the Lakers. They're going to win multiple championships if they can keep that core together and everyone healthy. However... That's dependent on a lot of things. AD is, AD is in and out of the, the hospital pretty much. He's always getting injured. 
Kyrie, is, I don't know. God knows if he's when he's playing and when he's not playing. You know, between COVID and then other injuries, and then LeBron. You know, he's the goat. But you know, can he? How long can he keep this going for? You know, he's thirty-seven. Now. He's getting up to thirty-eight. Now. You know, he's how long can he do it? So I think there's, there's still a lot of question marks about that trio. But on paper, come on, what can you really say about it? It's really going to be. I think they'll contend for number one seed in the Western Conference next year if this happens. And I think they'll easily be better than Steph and the Warriors. Easily. I don't know about easily. I, I mean, th- this Warriors team, obviously it's a good team. They won the championship. But LeBron, AD, and Kyrie is beating this Warriors team is currently constructed. They're taking them out in six. Taking them out in six, easy. Obviously. Well, like I was saying, though, that depends on KD, where KD's going. Yeah. If KD goes to a really, really good team and they have a good setup, could be some really good competition. Yeah, so obviously, I I would say I feel like Kyrie right now is going to go to L.A. And they said, Woj tweeted, obviously, if Kyrie leaves, KD's looking to leave as well. Of course, Kevin Durant's out of there. So where do you think Kevin Durant should be looking to le- to move to? If he does leave Brooklyn, because this is obviously going to change the landscape of the NBA, where KD and Kyrie go. It's going to change who the contenders are, who the title favorites are, everything. So where do you think KD should go? He has a lot of options. He could go to Dallas, Luka. Team up with Luka. That'd be fire. That'd be nice. Talking about him going to uh, Miami. Miami. He could team up with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. What, what what do you think would be the best fit out of those two? Him teaming up with Luca. Him and Luca. Yeah, him and Luca. That would be a, a dynamic. Dude. That would be a. Yeah. That I don't even know. That that would be one of the best duos, of course, in the NBA. Yep. Maybe even of all time. Yeah. Because Luca's ability right now, and you teaming up with the the Durantula, you're talking about the greatest scorer, some would say, in NBA history. Create his own shot from anywhere. You say top five players ever. One of the top five players ever. Kevin KD. Durant. He's in. He's up there in the top ten. Uh, I think probably. No, not you know. He's not in the top ten. He, but he's up there in the top like top twenty, top fifteen. Top twenty, top fifteen. But in terms of just scoring ability, he's up there as one of the greatest scorers ever. He's up there with Michael Jordan, LeBron, the greats. Of course, he's up there because it's it's Kevin Durant. But realistically, Kevin Durant hasn't won a championship without. The Warriors, without Steph Curry, without Klay Thompson. And, he, and ultimately, this kind of transitions into the next thing I wanted to touch on because I think that the Nets are the Nets was the Nets are a the Nets are the biggest failed super team of all time. James Harden, Kyrie agree. Irving, Kevin Durant all teamed up. On paper at the time. I would have to do some research, but that sounded like like it sounded like some shit you do on two K. When you're playing my, when you're doing my play and you're you're putting teams together or some shit like that, like that was unfair. Yeah, and it just failed. It flopped on its face. They never really even contended. They, I don't think they they never made the conference finals. They James had, Harden flopped. They had injuries after then injury. Kyrie, Kyrie. Play. it was just a disaster, and it was a disaster. And this is not unprecedented for the Nets because I feel like it's crazy to me how the Nets have two of the biggest failures in terms of super teams of all time because they also had. The thing with Boston and they where they got Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. They traded, about tra- that. they traded for all of them. That was also the Nets. 
They gave away their whole future. They basically set up the Celtics for years of success with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and all of that. Their core that they're in the finals with right now. They traded all all that away to get to get another failure, and then they they somehow did it again. They got KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, and they failed again. And they're all leaving. James Harden's already is gone. They barely got. They didn't get enough for that, and he's garbage now anyway. KD's leaving. Kyrie's leaving. The Nets are a failure, a complete and utter failure. I remember when I was a little bit scared of the Nets just because on paper it sounded that bad, but it was a complete and utter failure. And this is one of the biggest stains that a, a, a superstar like KD could have on his legacy. This failure, to not win a single championship right after you just won back-to-back with the Warriors. To and not even get, go to the finals. Exactly. You won back-to-back and you win back-to-back finals in peace, and then you get hurt and you make a big deal, you leave, and then you don't even make a finals. You know what I mean? And then Curry is back winning. You know what I mean? So that's, I don't know. If anything, it's it's a, it's, like I said previously on the podcast, the Warriors winning was bad for KD's legacy, and now him leaving Brooklyn like this and this messy situation is even worse for his legacy. Where do you think this is the best place for Kevin Durant to go? Kevin Durant needs to go to Miami or Dallas, like you said. If Dallas can pull it off, that would be amazing. But KD needs that... KD, if he's pushed properly, I feel like KD can. He still has some untapped. Like he, he there's still basketball, good basketball left in KD, and a lot of, of it, obviously. Eric Spolstra, uh, coaching KD with Jimmy Butler, that team, that Heat team, who needs scoring. They have an elite defense. Realistically, you add Kevin Durant to that team, a multi-dimensional scorer who can score in every single facet of basketball. You can do it all on the court. You can play make. You can score. He can run the offense. He can take pressure off Jimmy. And obviously, we've seen playoff Jimmy is up there in terms of one of the greatest players in the game right now. And, and I'm not afraid to say Jimmy Butler, in terms of what we just saw in the playoffs, carried that Heat team all the way to a Game 7 against the Boston Celtics and almost won it. He was one shot away. You know what I mean? Like That, that Heat team was pretty much... A bunch of nobodies and Jimmy Butler, and somehow Jimmy Butler was getting it there. You know what I mean? Jimmy Butler was putting in work in those finals. So I think when you keep him up with KD, it's going to be it's gonna be domination. It's going to be complete domination if that happens. For sure. But obviously there's a lot of ifs. Now, you heard about Bradley Beal and his situation? Yeah, it was crazy. I saw that on Twitter yesterday when I saw uh, the reports. Saying that he opted out of his contract. Exactly. But then he's said that those reports were fake exactly yeah he, he like Woj and all them were tweeting about it saying he opted out and that he was going to be a rest- uh, unrestricted free agent which is obviously huge news because that means he's pretty much going to a new team which is we've been waiting on Bradley Beal to go for a long time and then I guess those reports were premature and he just tweeted on there like nah like that shit was like he just said like he was laughing like he said nah that shit's not real so you think he should leave yes he should leave and I've been waiting on him to leave Where should for he a go? long time Everyone, I think, is in agreement that Bradley Beal should leave. And I know eventually he's going to opt out, probably. You know what I mean? That's why I said premature, because he's going to opt out. When he goes, you know, obviously Miami is an option, like I had just mentioned, for KD. They need scoring. So if Miami is looking to add a superstar, Bradley Beal isn't a bad option, depending on what happens with KD. Obviously, you go for KD, though. KD is KD. And if you probably if you don't get KD, then you're hitting up Bradley Beal and seeing what you can do with that. Um you know, once again, Dallas, they're in need of, of a second star to help out Luka. You know, I think... 76ers? Nah, but they're probably, they're probably not going to be... They, they're still paying James Harden all that money, even though he's trash. So I don't think they can, they can afford is, when it. When does his contract end? You know? 
I think Harden's got like three or three or four three three years left or something Damn. like that. So they're paying James Harden crazy money for a while now and he's just not really producing like how he should be. So I I mean honestly it, I guess th- I would give the same two options off the top of my head for Bradley Beal that I would say for KD because obviously they're different players, but they both offer scoring as their best thing. And in terms of people who can immediately contend, you know what I mean? You're looking at the, you know, a team like Los Angeles, who's they're going to get Kyrie, and then you're looking at the Heat, they're right there. You're looking at Dallas, they're right there. Memphis, they're right there. They're, they Memphis could use them. Memphis yep. is another good option. You know, the Celtics aren't going to add anyone. Yeah, um, but yeah, where do you think Bradley Beal would be? Where do you think the best fit for Bradley Beal would be? Out of those three teams, probably because I think those are the three main contenders. Or, you know, the three main teams probably. Uh, probably the Heat. The Heat. Yeah, I do like that option as well. Yeah, most definitely the Heat. Him and Jimmy Butler would go insane. Do you think with, with Eric Spolstra at the helm? Obviously, that's a go. For sure. Been watching him. Been watching Eric Spolstra coach the Heat since since LeBron's day. So that you know, that's an OG, For one sure. of the best coaches in the NBA. Facts. And obviously, if they they can get Bradley Beal, that'll put the Heat right back where they need to be in the finals. Probably they'll be right back in there. They'll probably be fa- they'll probably be playing the Lakers or the Warriors next year. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead. I guess we'll go straight into the NFL. Yep, Gronk retiring. <laughs> you think Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time? He's definitely up there for sure. Top top three, top three, top three. But you don't think he's number one? Come on, he's number one. It's no no debate. Gronk is the best. It's no debate. I had to I had to watch this man torment my Dolphins for years with Brady. He's easily the greatest. It's probably yeah. He's probably the greatest. It's him, Tony Gonzalez, and, and now Travis Kelsey's in there. You know, there's some other great tight ends, George Kittle, but he's not the goat. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. There's a lot of there's a lot of OGs, but it's it's Gronk and there's Tony Gonzalez up there at the top. But Gronk, like somebody will surpass Gronk because the tight end position is becoming more and more utilized, and that's just how the NFL is becoming. Of course. But people, so people might they won't forget Gronk, but they might sleep on Gronk in the future just because his stats won't be as good as tight ends in the future. But Gronk revolutionized the tight end position. The way Brady and, and Bill Belichick used Gronk and they used Aaron Hernandez, obviously before all that shit happened. But they've also, they used that dual tight end setup and they used Gronk. They revolutionized the game and they now the tight end position is becoming more and more used. And Gronk was a big part of that. Obviously there was uh, Antonio Gates in there as well, some other great tight ends. But Gronk was, was like, you knew Brady was going to Gronk over and over and over sure. again. Because he was the main guy. Like they had, they had mid receivers and they had Gronk. And somehow they just won Super Bowl after Super Bowl. So in terms of the resume and the statistics, it's got to be Gronk. How will this affect the Bucks season? But Gronk, although he is the goat tight end, and he will be a big loss as a security blanket for Brady. He's kind of he was kind of he wasn't washed at this point in his career, but like he wasn't contributing the same way that he was for the Patriots. So like, will it be a, a loss? Yes, but will it be a big loss? No. You think they'll still be at the top of their division? But I do, but I do think that the Bucks will still they'll be all right without Gronk. You know they're still going to be the team that you expect them to be because any any Brady led team is going to be all right. You know with or without Gronk. So you think they'll be first in the NFC South? 
Exactly. We're, and we're about to get into our NFC South predictions. You know, now, you know, we heard, we heard Gronk retire, so that doesn't, but that doesn't affect my list too much. So starting from the bottom, I got the Panthers uh, finishing last in this division. Let's just be real. The Panthers are dog shit. They're really bad. They're, the Panthers, they have, they, they, they got Sam Darnold at quarterback, and he's just not doing it. He's just not, he's just bad. Let's just be real. Sam Darnold just isn't great. Um, and there's not much more to be said about the Panthers. You know what I mean? They just they didn't they should have fired Matt Rule last year, their head coach. They didn't. He's still there. They they still got Sam Darnold there. They don't really have much hope right now. It's supposed to be real. The Panthers, ever since they had that run with Cam Newton, it's just been real bad for that franchise. But they'll turn it around. They'll figure it out. It's the Panthers. You know what I mean? And third in that division you got the Falcons. Exactly, because Falcons obviously this is the first year in a while with no Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan obviously was traded in this offseason. So it's going to be weird to who see. Who do they have again? At who, quarterback? Who do the Panthers have? Who do the Falcons? Keep going on your thought. Yeah. But ultimately, the Falcons, you know, they're just going to, they're, they're going to probably gonna be better than the Panthers because they got Kyle Pitts and they still have a solid. So they could see like the Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Oh, from, so from the, is that who they're? Oh, yeah. So he's gonna. They're from okay from Cincinnati. So that's who they drafted. I guess that's who they're gonna be their guy. Wait, let's be real. He's probably still better than Sam Darnold. Desmond, I got him over Sam Darnold. You know, I, I still got the Falcons over the Panthers. You know what I mean? Because Kyle Pitts, that security blanket, that that is like the ultimate weapon. You know what I mean? He, and he has potential. Into the previous conversation, he has potential. You know, as long as the quarterback play is there and he gets the the targets and no injuries happen. Kyle Pitts could be one of the greatest tight ends of all time. You know what I mean? Let's just be real. He, he has the he has that skill set. He has that capability. He's that guy. But, but without Brady, could Gronk really be one of the exactly? So I said I so exactly. So that's why I say it depends on what the Falcons do with their quarterback position and Desmond if, Riddle and, and is and if Desmond Ritter is a hit. Ritter, uh. I don't know if he's going to be a hit though. I mean, Cincinnati was a really good team last year in college football, but will that translate to the NFL? I don't know. You know, what I mean? but. I think we've seen a lot of quarterbacks that we didn't necessarily expect to be good end up turning out really, really good in the NFL. That's kind of just how it goes. So I still got the Falcons finishing over the Panthers. And then into the meat and potatoes of this division, I got the, the New Orleans Saints finishing 10-7. and seven. They probably will be fighting for a wild card position in the NFC just like they were last year. Obviously, they lost a few important pieces. Obviously, they lost um, the, the offensive lineman to the Dolphins. His name is, his name is slipping my head, but... I think Terry on Armstead to Armstead, Armstead, Terry on Armstead. They lost him to the Dolphins. They lost a few other pieces, but they're still the Saints. They still got what Alvin they Kamara. they still exactly. They still got Alvin Kamara, and they still have the pieces pretty much from last year. And they were a pretty solid team last year with uh, Davenport and obviously leading that defense. It was a great defense. So I got the the Saints chilling at a solid ten and five, or ten and seven. I mean, ten Saints chilling at a solid ten and seven, slotting into the maybe a wild card second place in the division. And obviously, the kings of the NFC South at the moment, the Tampa the Bay Bucks. Bucks. I can agree with that. The Tampa Bay Bucks, led by Tom Brady, coming back out of retirement to save the day. They'll finish at a solid 12-5, and five, maybe 13-4, and four, depending on how the team performs. Obviously, like I mentioned before, Gronk will have a slight impact. But ultimately, the Bucks will be the Bucks. They'll be okay. Obviously, they got Tad Bowles. The, the, great, the, the defense is going to be the defense. They're going to have a great defense. Offensive line is going to be there. They still got a plethora of running backs who can catch the ball and run the ball. So they got a lot of dual threat running backs, which you need for a Tom Brady-led offense. And they still have the receiving core with Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans. Like, like they're going to be okay. You know, coming off of injuries, but they're going to be okay. 
They're still going to be in contention for the Super Bowl. You can't you can't count out Brady. He's going to be going for number eight. But ultimately, this probably will be Brady's last year. He's going on like a retirement tour, but he's still going for a ring. Obviously, he wants to win. I don't. But think it's he'll a retirement ring, tour though. in a sense. I don't know if he'll get the ring, but you can never count him out. Though I learned that, and I'm not, you never count him out. It's true. It's Brady. You never count out Tom Brady. I I'm, I might not like the guy, but you can never count him out from winning the Super Bowl because once he gets into the tournament, if you get Tom Brady into the playoffs. He can find a way to win the games. That's just what it is. You can't doubt him out. All he has to do is make the playoffs. And let's be real. Tom Brady's always going to make the playoffs. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady let teams make it the playoffs. Speaking of historical playoff playoff um, football players, we got Peyton Manning slash Eli Manning, Eli Manning's nephew, Arch Manning, committing to Texas. Wow. Crazy news coming out of college football. Yeah. And they're expecting for him to be a number one pick in the draft. In the upcoming years. In the upcoming years. Assuming no injuries happen, God forbid. He, I mean, let's be real. He has the potential. We saw, we just watched the highlights. You know, obviously he's got it, got it in his blood. It's Arch Manning. You know he's going to be a decent quarterback. But it just comes down to the mentality and the work ethic. And, and obviously it comes down to what Texas is going to provide to him as a school with the coaching and the development. Because Peyton Manning wouldn't be where Peyton Manning was if Tennessee didn't develop into, into that quarterback. Exactly. So he's going to need the proper coaching. And obviously, I think he's going to get it with Steve Sarkeesian. Although I do think Steve Sarkeesian was a little bit overrated in his Alabama times. As he he kind of cost them sometimes because that offense was just so good in Alabama that really you weren't going to – you didn't need to call no plays. I, so I do think Steve Sarkeesian is slightly overrated as a, as a quarterback mentor or coach. But he's going to lead him in the right direction. He's, and Arch Manning is going to continue to be on that road to success. But the real question – is can Arch Manning revive the Texas Longhorn program? Exactly. Because we, we have, let's see, be real. We haven't seen Texas be relevant since like Vince Young back in two thousand eight. Yeah. So, do you think Arch Manning can bring Texas a championship, national championship? It's no, no, definitely not. But it could revive their football team, though, and fo I mean football program. But he won't bring him a championship. I don't think he'll bring him a championship. He might get him to the playoffs. But even but no championship, no championship. So you think like the the likes of Georgia and Alabama, they'll continue to they'll knock them off. Of course. Even though Arch like if if Arch Manning develops, he could be like one of the greatest prospects in the quarterback position. Of course. But you still don't think it'll be enough. Still don't think it'll be enough. Damn. But after Arch Manning leaves, the program will be set up for success after that. Exactly. Because right now they're kind of dogs. They're, they're pretty. They're horrible. They're kind of ass. But he'll but he'll be the person who brings them back. Exactly. It, okay, so I, I can I can see that. Honestly, maybe by the time he's a junior, by the time he's in the end of his uh, like time at Texas, that junior year before he enters the NFL, that'll be his best chance of winning a championship. I think they go to the playoffs, but I don't know if they win a championship. Yeah, but like I think that junior year will definitely he'll definitely make the playoffs because he he'll kind of have to. That probably will be his Heisman year. If he's gonna win the Heisman Trophy, it'll probably be that year, and uh, that'll probably be his best year. They'll, they'll be fighting for the national championship. I don't know if they'll win it or not. I think Arch Manning has the potential to bring him back a championship, though. I'm not going to lie. When you have the best quarterback in college football, you will always have a chance to win games. So if Arch Manning is going to be the best quarterback in college football, it's, uh, it'd be crazy for me to say Texas can't win a championship. So I think I think it, there's a chance that the Texas Longhorns— Is Alabama? Yeah. Versus Florida. In the future, when they got Arch Manning at the helm? Yeah. Versus our Gators? Yeah. Have, I mean, if, 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 it, if push comes to shove— It'll be a closed game, obviously, because they're both recruiting really good players. But it's Arch Manning. You know he's going to be. But you know he got the Gators. 
I'll be rooting for the Gators, obviously. Exactly. But if Arch Manning picks us apart and Texas wins, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because it's, it, yeah. like, it's Arch Manning. Yeah. He's going to be, you know, it's too early to say he's going to be great in the NFL, but he's going to be like a great college quarterback. I got no doubt about that. For sure. Um, Yeah. Fuck it. With that being said, um, let's move towards music. Yeah, let's let's get it into music. Obviously, been been really excited. Been waiting to talk about this. Um, Drake, this Friday dropped a new project, a surprise project. Didn't nobody expected it? Let's just be real. Came out of nowhere. There was rumors of an EP. We talked about it last episode, but we didn't expect this. He dropped a full blown album. He said it was the seventh studio album called Honestly Nevermind. Uh, it's been out for a few days now. It's projected to sell 210k first week. It'll be Drake's uh, another number one for Drake, so it's a huge accomplishment, obviously. However, questioning Drake in terms of sales is never going to be the problem. The problem is the body of work itself. So, what are your initial thoughts of Drake's new album? We both heard it together, and we both can agree it's not it's not Drake quality per se. It's not when you're when you're expecting a drake album you're expecting some of the best pieces of music that you've ever listened to that's true i would say this well, album yeah you're listening, you're expecting greatness yeah this album was not that mm-hmm. nowhere near that yeah and another thing i gotta add is if another artist that wasn't on drake's level dropped that album similar to this we wouldn't hear from them again like it'd be a complete fall off. It'd be over for the artist. He wouldn't no- sell nowhere near two hundred thousand. He'd sell maybe ten thousand. Yeah, but it's Drake. But it's Drake. Some of the beats in there were just like corny and like yeah, he he sampled like a, he had like a SpongeBob thing in there and like there was maybe two songs off of the whole album that I that you liked that I liked. Yeah. I mean, so far on my Apple Music, I got, like, two songs saved. And I tried to re-listen to some of it, and it's like, they're not even, like, they're not bad, per se. It's like, normally, from a Drake project, we'll get a few vibes like these. You know, like, if you think about More Life, you've got Passion Fruit. That's a hit song. That's similar to this type of vibe. And if you look back at other Drake albums, there's R&B-based kind of vibey songs in every Drake project. It's kind of what you expect. But for him to give a full-blown kind of dance R&B vibe album, this is just not what we would have expected if we got that. And it, it, it was like a techno pop beat thing. It, it, was, it just wasn't good. It wasn't that great. Drake will be all right, though. But but Drake will be all right, of course. It's, it's Drake. He's, this is, I mean, the fact that this is selling 210K first week is extremely impressive. Because it wasn't that. It, was, it wasn't it. good. It's all over Billboard. It, it'll be, you know what I mean? It's going to do good numbers. Because it's Drake, but it won't last per se, like other Drake albums have done. Because the music isn't that good, and everyone kind of agrees on that. You know what I mean? Yep. But obviously, we talked about this on a previous pod. But with Drake's huge, like five hundred million dollar record deal that he signed, he's basically allowed to just drop whatever he wants, whenever he wants. So I think I saw academics talking about it, and he said this was like he's just testing the waters with new stuff because he knows he can do whatever he wants because of his record deal. And he's already got like 500 mil guaranteed or, or in advance or whatever it was. So like Drake, honestly, I think he's at that point of his artistic career where he doesn't really care anymore. And he's just going to drop whatever he likes at that moment in time. And honestly, I like that for the future of Drake because it's we're really going to get to tap into his artistic side. And obviously when we get the rap songs that we expect and we have this free Drake in terms of his creativity, I have a feeling we're going to get a classic. Because like I said to you 
it, I don't think it was a coincidence that Drake ended off this project with Jimmy Cooks, with featuring Twenty One Savage as the only feature. I don't think that was a coincidence because it was the only rap based real like song that you kind of you expect from Drake. And obviously that's the one that's doing the best on Billboard. And obviously Drake knows that. And he's hinted already that he's dropping the Scary Hours 3 EP. And you know as soon as he drops the Scary Hours EP, he's dropping another album pretty soon after that, within three to six months. So you know we're getting more Drake music pretty damn soon. So you know he's just testing the waters on this. So I'm not mad at it. But at first I was like, this shit's trash. You know what I mean? We were both in agreement. I think it's trash. But I'm all right with it being trash because you're because because we're getting more music pretty exactly. soon, you know what I mean. But I'm pretty sure Drake knows that the people weren't really liking this as much, and that's okay because now Drake is gonna focus on making the music that everyone wants to hear. You know what I mean? So Roddy Rich, he's dropping his comeback EP after his last album flopped. Right after his last album flopped, we went to go see him performing in exactly. Gainesville. Yeah. Yeah, well, and here, that, and yeah, that, here in Gainesville. And that yeah. was a cool ass experience. You know, we we got to see him perform. Yeah, it was fun. And then we got to run onto the the stage floor and all that. It was a pretty cool experience, and it was cool to see Roddy live for the first time. Yeah. Obviously, like going into the album that flopped, um, like like in 2019 when Roddy dropped, please excuse me for for being antisocial. That shit was a classic. That's a, that's a good ass album, classic album. I bumped the hell out of that. So obviously when he took so long to drop Live Life Fast, I was expecting another Roddy classic, and it flopped real bad. I remember it was terrible. Terrible. It was so bad from from fucking Roddy. And he just went AWOL after the flop, and we we saw one of his first concerts. It might have been his literal first concert after the flop. And it was good. And it was it was a good concert, but you could tell he was, like, thanking the fans for being there, like, because he knew his shit flopped. Like, we saw it. So this is, like, the, his comeback EP. So, like, this shit's got to be bangers. Like, this is it for Roddy. Like, people are not going to be fucking with Roddy Rich again if this EP doesn't have a banger on it. Let's Facts. Just, it has got to have one hit. Has to. Because Roddy has had consistent hits. If you look at Ballin' with Mustard, you look at High Fashion, you look at The Box, obviously Roddy has hits. And obviously Live Life Fast didn't really have a hit like that, and it was pretty trash. Everyone would agree. It wasn't the best in terms of what you want from Roddy. And I think Roddy knows that, so I, I expect a, this three-song EP to be a banger. You know what I mean? I don't know what's on it, but it's dropping tonight, so I'm excited to see what's on it. But it's got to be bangers. Who do you think is going to be featured on the album? Honestly, is Roddy's next album is going to have the huge features. It's going to have Drake and shit like that. Future, Kodak? Kodak, everyone like that. Because, like, Roddy has already got a Drake feature, but it leaked and he fumbled the bag. So, like, he's going to get it back, and he's going to get another Drake feature. He's actually going to drop it this time because, like, he kind of needs the Drake feature to revive him right now. Because, like, let's just be real. Like, a lot of the times Drake be given the revive on, on these people's careers, and Roddy kind of needs that right now because Roddy's at that point in his career where he took too long to drop, and now he's at that point of trying to tra- retrace his steps and recover the fans. You know what I mean? We've talked about this before. Artists be taking way too long to drop. You know what I mean? And that's, yes. that, that was Roddy Rich's main problem. And I think we're going to see a lot of artists run into this because they think they can pull off some Kendrick stuff and just just drop whenever. But you can't. You have to drop more music. Keep working. And these people, they just don't Especially drop Especially when you first come out. Exactly. Roddy had, uh, he dropped a classic album and he hasn't capitalized on it. Lil Baby might have not dropped another album since my turn. His name has been consistently in the news. And obviously he dropped a collab album with Dirk. So the baby's like he kept his name relevant, and now he's dropping his new album this year, this 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 month, June. It's supposed to be this month, maybe this week. 
But in other news, little TJ was shot. Yeah. Little TJ. <laughs> it's it's he's just moved sad. From, he's moved from critical condition though. It's just sad. So I I we what we believe he's expected to survive, correct? Yeah, I think Act was just posted how he was still unconscious, but I think he's we, we, he's probably gonna pull through, but we, it's not one hundred percent confirmed yet. You know what I mean? He hasn't like woken up yet to be one hundred percent sure. But obviously, like I, we've been praying for Lil TJ, obviously because no one wants to see another one go too soon. You know what I mean? Do you know and the details about the situation? Like where where did it happen? And uh, stuff like that? I'm pretty sure it was happening. Uh, I don't know. I think it was happening. I don't know exactly. I think it was, was in it probably, his home. It was probably in or? New York. It was oh. probably in New York. But I do know that they arrested the shooter and they got they okay. po- they posted the mugshot. So. Like all of that, it was taken care of. But now it, I think everyone is just focusing on if Lil TJ is going to be healthy or not, and if he's going to recover. Yeah, look, you see multiple gunshot wounds. Suspect arrested. Exactly. So the suspect has been arrested, but Lil TJ is still in critical condition. That's what the article says. Um, yeah, I think it's just real sad. You know what we consistently see with these rappers. You know what I mean? He was shot in New Jersey. It's it's just sad. I th- like we 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 wanted to hit on us talking about um, how these like it's just sad what keeps happening with the shootings and the rappers. You know we've seen Dolph die, Juice, you know, TJ just got shot, Pop Smoke. We've just seen a, like a lot a lot with X as well. We've just seen too many go recently within the last couple of years. You know, and it's just I, we just want to see this just stop. I know. Yeah, it's just. The violence is just never ending. Just people will, will always have that jealousy from where you're from, and I know it wasn't exactly where he was from because he's from New York, and it happened yeah, in Jersey. But, exactly, but it was from a like the same area. Exactly, and he was posted on Instagram right before it happened, talking about like, um, just because I came up or whatever, like doesn't mean you can eat off me type shit. So you, exactly. I, I feel like. I feel like he knew something was gonna happen because you you don't post some cryptic stuff. So when stuff you like blow that. up, people will always have envy and jealousy towards you in your hometown. Of course, that's just how it is. And I, and but I, then you always have those people who really will be riding for you and support you one hundred percent of the way through. Exactly, but so it's just sad to see. But that happened with Lil another TJ. another envious person. Exactly, take potentially take away Lil TJ from from the world. Exactly. Ultimately. Oh, like thank God, like he didn't wasn't it wasn't any worse for him. Like at least he had a chance, you know. And he's fighting. He's fighting. So I, I like hopefully he's, uh, he pulls through. Obviously, yeah. we're gonna continue to pray for little TJ. Prayers go out to little TJ and his family. Yeah, but transitioning on from from little TJ, we got Rick Ross potentially becoming a NBA owner. Buying a portion of the Miami Heat or this Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I remember I read in a couple articles. He wanted to buy three percent ownership of the Heat, and then he also wanted to take ten percent um, ship owner in the Seventy Sixers, whichever or. Mm-hmm. Because someone was giving up their ownership of the Seventy Sixers. Of the Seventy Sixers. Do you think Rick Ro- Rick Ross will make an impact on either of these franchises as a, as a as a part owner? I think he'll. Wherever he goes, he's gonna have more. He's gonna. Have more people looking at him. I mean, not have more people looking at him, but looking at the team. Mm-hmm. Because he's probably going to attract more big names. Exactly. Rick Ross. You, yeah. think, you think Rick Ross will be like helping him out in the free agency, like, like in the booth with him? Like, like, okay, 
if you're an NBA player and you get a call from Rick Ross recruiting you to the 76ers, you're going to look at it differently than some white old white guy. You know what I mean? Let's just be real. Or gonna, some random person. Exactly. You're gonna be, oh, Rosé's calling me. Like, oh, Rosé's telling me to come to the 76ers? Like, I'm going to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So honestly, I do think Rick Ross might be able to put in some work as a part owner. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like he actually might be able to do something. Hopefully, that's with the Heat. I, I hope. I hope he goes with the Heat because yeah. I know like he's he, a Heat fan as well. He's a he's an he a, lives in Miami's OG. Yeah, he's for the a, Florida culture. He he's got to be in with Florida somewhere. Yeah, he's been he's been he's really be an avid Heat fan since since a very very long time. Yeah, and he's an OG in the game, and he's known as like the, he kind of put Florida on to a certain extent. Like, he's one of the biggest to come out of Florida for. Yep. So like when, like when you look at the all the people that have come out of Florida now, Rick Ross is the OG in that. You know what I mean? Of course. So and he put on a lot of people. Exactly. I mean, like I said, like we said before, he put on fucking French Montana. He even helped out Drake in his career. That's what I'm saying. Lil Wayne. Exactly. He's a, he's a goat. But like, bro, to put on French Montana, that's the biggest achievement you can have. How do you put on somebody that trash? That's the big. I said it before. Putting on French Montana is the biggest achievement of Rick Ross's career. Cause he just he's dropping a new album. How tonight. great was it for music though? It was trash for music. <laughs> But for his mu- his bank account, he made a lot of money off French. <laughs> but French, and it's funny because French Montana is dropping a new album tonight. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, French is dropping a new album tonight. I think we don't want it. We don't tell him to keep it. Yeah, it, it leaked and all that. It was not good. <laughs> I didn't even bother to listen to it. The leaks, like I don't want to listen to the leak version. I don't want to listen to the official version. I'm pretty much good on that. I might listen to the features. Like I'll skip around and, and listen to the features if they're there. But he like I think Kodak's on there. I don't even know. Let's shoot it straight into culture. OJ Simpson sued for $100 million by Fred Goldman over murder from 1995. Yeah. I, I, we were just reading the article about this. And it, it was crazy. Like, it originally was only $30 million that he was he was owed. But then over time, OJ, just, I guess, has never paid it. And now it's accumulated to around $100 million that he is owed. Or uh, Fred Goldman is owed by OJ, and now obviously he's taking him to court over it. And if he is out, like he's obviously owed that from the the old court like appearance back in the day. So like you've got to pay him. Like I don't know what he was putting it off for. Like you 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 knew this was coming. Like let's just be real. Like if if like if OJ's sitting there, and you're just you're you're putting off spending. Does he got the money to pay him? Bro, it's OJ. He's freaking on TikTok golfing every day. You know what I mean? Like he's got to have some money. He's sitting there golfing every day, doing a hundred million f- though. That's a lot of money. But he only needed thirty million originally. He didn't have it. I guess. Oh no. How did he not have it? Of course he had it. Of course, exactly. So why did he not pay it? It's OJ freaking Simpson. Because he wanted the money. He didn't want to pay him. But you knew that this was going to come back to bite you in the butt. He didn't care. He thought he was probably going to be gone by then in Mexico. Well, he's not, and now he's screwed for $100 million. I like if nah, there's OJ no way, Simpson's fleeing to Mexico. There's no way he's getting out of this $100 million. Like He's having to pay that. He's like, fleeing to Mexico. Nah, OJ ain't fleeing. He's gone. Nah, he's already been gone one time. He was in the, in the Bronco. He ain't going again. <laughs> He's taking a PJ private jet. Nah, he ain't going nowhere. He's gonna have to pay the one hundred million. That's just what it is. Nah. I guess nah. I guess he's not paying the one hundred million. Telling him he's going to Mexico. All right. He's not going to Mexico. He's paying the one hundred million. We'll see OJ Simpson in Cancun pretty soon. Nah. He ain't going there. Yep. Might go to Cuba. Find Tupac. He's not going. Nah, he's not going. (laughs) Nah, that's crazy though. Yeah, no, like, 
how people be saying Tupac's still alive. That's crazy. I'm not know. alive though. Yeah, he he's gone. Yeah, he's been gone. Yeah. I would, it could be cool if he was though. But he's not. Yeah, but he's not. He's, he's gone. Not. But yeah, I never agree with any of that stuff though. Yeah, for sure. Like those like conspiracy theories that was like I'll agree with some of them. Come on, bro. Some of them, but not all of them. Like, I remember that one. They said Drake was the one who shot X. Oh yeah, you yeah, believe that one? I did remember that one. Do you believe it? I believed it for like a second. I low key believed it. Yeah, for I, a I, second. I low key believed it too. Cause the verse with the, in that song with Travis. Yes, bro. That's what I'm saying. I remember it. And then, shot for Louis. And then I was like, dang. Hey. But then like it, it wasn't him. Like we, there's no way it was Drake. You never know. But I never believe any of those conspiracies. Like this would be like Hitler was in Argentina or like Tupac is in Cuba or like what anything like that. Like the, like once these guys go, like unfortunately they go. Well, sometimes it is fortunately like it's good that Hitler passed away, like it's Hitler, but unfortunately Tupac and all them, like Biggie, just is what it is. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, you wanted to hit on the FDA, oh yeah, and the, and Jules. the FDA ban and Jewel. What you gotta say about that? It's one of my mom's favorite artists. She went to go. My mom went Jewel. to go see Jewel in person. Huh? Yep, at the Van Wazel in Sarasota. What the, what the fuck are you talking about? Jewel. Oh the, no, I thought you meant Jewel. The I'm tripping. Sorry. I'm gone. I was talking about the musical artist. I'm sorry. Who even is that? It's a it's a it's a it's a musical singer. It's a singer. I'm sorry. I I'm tripping. I'm tripping. The I'm FDA tripping. was banning a musical singer. No, my bad. My bad. No, I'm the gone. FDA banned like the Jewel Pods. Yeah, like, my bad. I'm tripping on. Yeah, they banned. It. They're banning it. What do you guys say about that? I'm tripping. Um, we, like it took over our generation. Like I know you we, you see it a lot. Oh man. yeah, the Jewel Pods. Yeah, man. That's that's crazy, man. I remember everybody used to bring those to the parties when we were kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Everybody. I think I think at one point everyone was smoked on him a little bit, but then like yeah, I never touched I, I, him. I, I I stopped it. Like I hit it. For, I hit it like sometimes, but like yeah, I never. I stopped touched it. Him. I stopped it because like that shit was dead, and it's like horrible for you too. That's yeah. why they're banning it. Like obviously. my bad. I don't know what I was saying about Jewel. The fuck, the That's what I'm saying. Singer, I'm tripping. Obviously, <laughs> obviously the Jewel Puzz is getting banned for a reason. Like they probably should get banned. Like because it's it's tormenting the youth. You know what I mean? Like it was so easy for anyone to get access to it. Like it's got it. I guess it has to be regulated and controlled because it is taking over the youth. My mom works at a freaking middle school, and like they're she, they're teaching the kids about like not to vape and shit like that now. So it's like crazy. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like they're teaching middle schoolers not to vape. When I was in middle school, I was like, watching. Sponge, even I, was, I was watching SpongeBob and shit. Like I don't like I don't, I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't worried about if I was vaping or not. Like I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just gotta. It had to change. It had to get regulated. So I guess in a sense, I'm glad that they're doing it. But I don't know if that's gonna change anything. Because it's all disposables now. So, like, I don't know if this is going to help or change the situation. Like, I still think Yeah, it's they gonna... could just create another company. That's what I'm that's saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, let's be real. It's not, I don't think it's going to change the situation. So, what, do you think they have to ban, like, toba- electronic tobacco devices, period? Yeah. They, I got, for the, uh, they got to be, like, they got to get better with, like, the minors getting it like minors can't be getting a hold of that like once you're at that age like 18 it should be 18 but once you're at 18 if you want to do it but it's similar it. with alcohol like it's just like they'll like young, the younger people will always have access to it yeah as long as it's available so, so exactly so that's just what it is like i don't think i don't think it's healthy for you but i don't think a lot of the things like that people have access to is healthy you know what i mean like you can't just go get free access to like medical marijuana or anything like that, but you can walk into a, a random gas station and get a jewel or whatever. Or, you know what I mean? So it's just like, or alcohol, and that shit's ba- just as bad for you, or if you know what I mean, not worse in some ways. So it's just like, of course, what can you do? Like, people are gonna do it, but like, I, is it good for the youth? Obviously not. I, I don't think it's good that they're doing it, but like, 
it's it's already gotten to a point where it's too late to stop it. I feel like, but hopefully this will do something. I guess. Yeah, that's all I really gotta say about it. Like, yeah, again, my bad. I got confused earlier because me, me and my mom were literally talking about like Jewel the singer earlier. Like, I called her about it. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I didn't. You wrote Jewel on there too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, but like, it's it's all right. But it don't matter. Like, it. Well, I guess you know one day maybe we will interview Jewel the singer. You know, <laughs> we'll tell her that we did this. But that'd be funny. But yeah, with that, that with all that being said, that's all you wanted to hit on. Yeah, I think we're done. All right. Yeah, man. We'll, so let's go ahead and wrap up this podcast, man. Um, yeah. But again, thank you for 100 subscribers. For 100 subscribers, we really appreciate it, and we're gonna keep working, and it's only up from here. Yeah, we got interviews locked or coming in on the way. You know, there's not, nothing's locked in yet, but we're, we're making some stuff happen behind the scenes. So we're gonna have some good content coming real soon. Uh, keep checking out the clips. You know, we post the clips on YouTube. Post the clips on TikTok and Instagram. We've been doing real good. So we're probably going to have some new viewers from these platforms. You know, so, so you know, this might probably be like first episode where we're getting a bunch of new viewers from the clips and all yep. that. So we appreciate everyone who's uh, got to this point in the in the episode and who tuned in from the clips and tuned in in general. So thank you all for getting us to 100 subscribers. It's only up from here. And, uh, yeah, I guess with all that being said, it's episode 7 of the Shooter Straight podcast. Uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Blue. And we're going to continue to shoot it straight. See y'all next time. Peace. Shoot it straight.